the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Locked on Post. Glad everyone is with me. Excited to put on a good show for you from start to finish, unlike the Oklahoma State basketball team last night in Morgantown, who had it for a half, but not all 40 minutes. Uh, We'll talk about that second half, which was a complete disaster for the Cowboys. The uh, boys did pick up a win on the diamond last night against Arizona State. We'll break down that one as well. Everybody's talking about Cade Cunningham. Let us not forget about the current CC on campus, Cade Cavanaugh, who had a big night last night at Arizona State. But first, I want to announce an exciting new partnership with Boone Pickens State. Follow them on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. They cover everything Oklahoma State. If you go to Boone Pickens State on Twitter right now, you scroll down, you see all the updates from the Oklahoma State baseball game last night and basketball. You see a Tylen Wallace quote tweet tweeting last night saying you're either all in or all out. Everyone is all in with Oklahoma State football and all in on this new partnership with Locked On Pokes and Boone Pickens State. So make sure you follow them, again, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. That is Boone Pickens State. Reminder, once again, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. And uh, check out all the podcasts that Locked On has to offer, including Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder. If that catches your drift, the Thunder on pace to potentially nail down 50 wins if they can go 17 and 10 coming home after the All-Star break. So check out Brady Trantham does a great job on Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder. All right, follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. While you're there following Boone Pickens State, give me a follow as well and shoot me all your thoughts about Oklahoma State football, baseball, basketball, tennis, golf, whatever the case may be. All right, let's talk about whatever happened last night in Morgantown. I, I really don't even know how to uh, how to put it. Oklahoma State looked good. Oklahoma State, with one second left in the first half, led West Virginia 33-25. to I was at the gym. I was watching the game on my phone. I, you know, was feeling pretty good. Oklahoma State looked good. Also, I was uh, I was an Oklahoma State better last night. I believed. I had Oklahoma State plus 10 and a half. Also had the under in this game. So obviously those went one and one. The under was an easy hit. The uh, Oklahoma State plus 10 and a half looked like it was a sure thing at halftime. Oklahoma State up 33-25 with one second left. West Virginia then inbounds the ball. And for any of you who were watching, the shot that was hit at the end of the first half by West Virginia is one of the stupidest buzzer-beating halftime shots you will see. The, the, the entire sequence, not even just the shot, the entire sequence was maddening. There were four seconds left. They were inbounding from underneath the opposite goal. It gets deflected out of bounds. It gets deflected out of bounds. It gets deflected out of bounds. So now West Virginia is inbounding in the front court. So instead of being running full speed and trying to pull up from 26 feet, they're now inbounding in the front court. They throw it quickly into the corner, spinning, fading, falling into the seats, rattles around the rim, off the backboard, and down. And I really think that that shot gave West Virginia some momentum going into halftime, made them feel good about what was otherwise a poor half for the Mountaineers. And then West Virginia came out in the second half and just dominated in a way that that you will see few teams 
dominate 37 to 14. West Virginia outscored Oklahoma State in the second half. Do not adjust the volume on this podcast. 14 points is what Oklahoma State scored in the second half. I actually got home, got busy doing some things, so I recorded the second half, and I went back and watched it on recording. And, And I'm thinking to myself, when do they get to 14 is what I'm wondering. Because, I, I mean, I watched that second half, and the first 12 minutes of that second half, so we're under the eight-minute mark now in the second half. Game is in the home stretch. Oklahoma State has scored four points at this point in the second half. Four. You get two every time it goes in. If you shoot from behind the little semicircle, you get three. Oklahoma State had four points 12 minutes into the second half. Then they scored on consecutive possessions and really got hot to put 10 points in in those final eight minutes. It was an absolute disaster from the Cowboys. And and what I noticed most was the complete shift in confidence that Oklahoma State played with in the first half versus the second half. I don't know if it had to do with that shot that was hit before halftime. Maybe they could feel the momentum shift. But it looked to me like Oklahoma State came out flat in that second half. They, they were getting shots blocked at the rim. Uh, West Virginia had six blocks in that game last night. Uh, I don't have that first half, second half breakdown. I would guess the majority of those were in the second half. Oklahoma State was taking, you know, driving, and it, it almost seemed like since they got to the basket, they thought that they were going to have uncontested looks. Isaac Likely kept getting shots blocked at the basket. He, he played poorly again last night, one of seven from the floor, three of six from the free throw line for five points. I really, all I want right now from Oklahoma State basketball, I want the Isaac Likely back that we had last year. I want the Isaac Likely back that we had pre-illness in October and November of this season. I don't know where that Isaac Likely has gone. It, it has not been the same Isaac Likely. I mean, it's it's February 19th. Surely he's not still still dealing with anything having to do with his illness. I, I mean, Look at, look at him early in the season. 18, 10, 12, 11, 10, 26 against Syracuse. Only nine against Ole Miss, but then he doesn't play for a month, and then he comes back, and, and some of these performances, two points against Texas Tech, a five-point outing the first time against West Virginia, five points again last night against West Virginia, six points last Tuesday against Kansas State. He's gotten into double figures a few times. He was in double figures against Kansas on January 27th, but it was on four of 11 from the floor. He's not shooting free throws well. It's just, man, he's 66.7% from the free throw line, 21% from beyond the arc. It's just, I don't know what's happened to Isaac Likely. I understand he got sick, but it's it's just not the same guy. It's just not the same guy, and it's, it's killing Oklahoma State basketball because they need Isaac Likely at his very best. Hopefully, uh, he can find that form down the stretch. Oklahoma State still 13 of 13. They now fall to 3 and 10 in conference play, and, you know, it's the Big 12. It does not lighten up. It does not get easier in the Big 12. On Saturday, Oklahoma State will host Bedlam at 3 o'clock. That'll be an ESPN2 game. Uh, Monday's at Kansas, and then actually three pretty winnable games to close the season. Iowa State at home, Kansas State at home, and at Texas. So Oklahoma State still has a chance to get itself to five, maybe six conference wins if it plays well down the stretch. If they could get to six, if they can win three of the last five, that would be a phenomenal uh, season. That would also keep them above 500. Five games left. Oklahoma State's 13 and 13. Got to go three and two to stay above 500 on the season. To stay above 500 on the season for a team that was seven and zero at one point, a team that was eight and two 
at one point. Nine and three. Got to win three of the last five to stay above 500. What you need to do right now, we're talking about partnerships on this show. We've got a great partnership with Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater at 617 East Redbud Drive. They're at the corner of Perkins and Redbud. You need to head over and see them. It is all local, all natural grown. It is the place to be. They will take good care of you. It's a professional environment, and they're looking out for you, the patient. Today is Wednesday, which means they are having a patient drive today in Stillwater. Best doctor recommendations, cheapest doctor recommendations, trying to make sure that you can get the help you need. Go see them at Simply Green Pharmacy and tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the Oklahoma State basketball game as well as some other Big 12 basketball that took place last night. College basketball really heating up as we barrel toward March Madness. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little Oklahoma State baseball, a little Oklahoma State golf as well. That's all coming up. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Back to Locked on Pokes. Glad to be here on a Wednesday recapping a good Tuesday night for Oklahoma State baseball, not so much for Oklahoma State basketball. Excited to be partnered with Boone Pickens State as well as Simply Green Pharmacy there in Stillwater. It's a good day here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, So last night I tweeted. Let me see if I can find what time I sent this tweet out about your name. Sure I can. Let's do, 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 do. All right. 15 hours ago, 622 is what time uh, I tweeted. I said, this is the Yorane that was prophesied. Yorane was playing phenomenally well early in that game. He was 4 or 5 from the floor, had 8 points. He was playing well. That was a 622 game tipped at about 605. So that was probably at, I don't know, the 12, 13-minute mark in the first half. And Yorane already had 8 points. He was looking good. Playing well on the defensive end, Yorane was looking good. From that point forward, from the moment I sent that tweet on, Yorane did not score again in that game. He finished the game with eight points, one block, which I'm pretty sure he already had at that point, and two rebounds. And gosh, I, I just don't know what happened. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sense of the complete shift in everything at halftime. Uh, aggression, shot selection. Carelessness with the ball, rebounding. Oklahoma State out rebounded in that game, forty-two to twenty-nine, and just got destroyed in second chance points. Fourteen offensive rebounds for West Virginia. I I don't know what you're supposed to do. Fourteen offensive rebounds for West Virginia, just wearing Oklahoma State out. West Virginia had more assists, more shot attempts, shot a better percentage. The only thing West Virginia uh, did more poorly than Oklahoma State was shoot the three. West Virginia was 2 of 16 from beyond the arc. Oklahoma State was 3 of 14 from beyond the arc. I think Oklahoma State started to launch a little bit more in that second half as they got down. We've seen the recipe for Oklahoma State to be successful, and it is not shooting threes. In, In that stretch where they won three out of four, they were shooting eight threes in a game, ten threes in a game. And that is where Oklahoma State is at its best offensively. Last night, 14 threes again. Some of those probably come when you get down a little bit further. Thomas DeZagua took four of them. Lindy Waters, 0 of 3 last night from three. It's still tough to try to make sense of uh, Lindy Waters' three-point shooting this year, which is 32.4%. I I mean, how how does one make sense of him shooting 32.4% from three when last year he shot 44.8% from three 
on 4.8 attempts per game last year. 44.8. This year, on half an attempt less per game, so lower volume, 4.3 attempts per game, he's shooting 12% lower from beyond the arc. Somebody's got to explain that to me because I, I, I can't tell you the reason for that. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, working the offseason, is, is he just not getting as clean of looks? Are people defending him differently? I, I don't know what's happening, but the, the fact that Isaac likely has not been himself over the past couple of months, combine that with the fact that Lindy Waters was supposed to be a scorer and a shooter, and he is not that. I, I mean, what are you supposed to do with, if you're Oklahoma State? Lindy Waters is only shooting 38.9% from the field. I mean, that's just that's not what you thought you were getting coming into the season. Coming out of non-conference, that's not what Oklahoma State thought it was getting from Lindy Waters. Everything that this basketball season was supposed to be was built around Isaac Likely being a stud, the guy who was on the you know USA U19 team or whatever it was that he was on, Lindy Waters being a stud, being a scorer, being a shooter, being a potential first-team All-Big 12 guy. It was built around Yorinay having a breakout season. None of that's come to fruition. None of it. The only guy, you look last night, you watched that game. The only guy that you can look and really say, you know what? I think that guy, he played a really good game. He was solid start to finish. That was Cam McGriff. Cam McGriff was solid pretty much all night. 19 points, 8 of 14 from the floor, 37 minutes, made both of his free throws. He was solid. Another thing last night, Oklahoma State only got to the line 12 times. You know, there, there was a time in the second half where it looked like Lindy Waters got to the paint and then he kind of like stopped and faded away and shot like a little 8, 10-foot fadeaway jumper. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Go to the back. Get fouled. Go to the free throw line. Try to find your shot at the free throw line if you can't find it from the field, which he hasn't been able to lately. So it was a disappointing, disappointing second half from Oklahoma State last night. Hopefully they get it turned around Saturday in Bedlam. The uh, the other bet that I had going last night, I had Baylor minus three, and I, I just could not make sense of the Baylor minus three line. I almost went the other way because 80% of the, the money was on Baylor, but, but I'm thinking to myself, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Baylor's going to beat OU by more than three, and they did. Baylor won that game 65-54. to 54. I got to tell you, Baylor looks like a serious national title contender right now. The, I mean, they're playing phenomenal. Bandu and Butler and those guys shooting the three, um, they're, they're tough to deal with. Butler last night in that game against OU for Baylor was 5 of 13 from beyond the arc, just letting it fly. And, you know, they take care of the ball, only turned it over eight times last night. They've got the best defense in the Big 12, only giving up about 58 points per game in conference play. So uh, Baylor is playing phenomenal basketball. Really looking forward to Saturday's matchup. It's an 11 a.m. game. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN in Waco against Kansas. I actually won't be able to watch that game. My wife and I are going to be in Tulsa. We're having lunch with some family, so I won't be able to watch that one, but I'll be keeping an eye on it as uh, Baylor and Kansas, two teams that very legitimately could win the national championship coming out of the Big 12. I even heard the guys on the broadcast last night talking about the fact that the Big 10 is going to get all these teams in the tournament, but are any of them really Final Four contenders, or do they just have a bunch of kind of good teams? Whereas the Big 12 won't get as many teams in, but there are two teams in the Big 12 that both legitimately will be disappointed if they don't make the Final Four and have a legit chance to win the national championship. So Big 12 playing some good basketball once again. All right, taking one final break, coming back on the other side, talking Oklahoma State baseball. Cade Cabanis comes up big in the win last night. Oklahoma State gets out of a 
clutch bases loaded jam in the ninth to win that one by a run at Arizona State. We'll talk about that. Talk a little Oklahoma State golf as well as the season is underway. Spring sports rolling on. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. It was a good Wednesday, and it was a good Tuesday night for Cowboy Baseball. Oklahoma State gets a 2-1 to one win over 8th-ranked Arizona State last night at Arizona State on the road. Really good win for the Cowboys. Brett Stanley with a great outing on the mound to get the 2-1 win. Oklahoma State got a bit of a bases-loaded jam in the ninth inning and were able to get out of it. Pop-up, not the easiest play down the left field line. Houston Morrill comes over from shortstop and makes the play to close that one out. And It was a big game for Cade Cabanis. Cade Cabanis had an RBI single Early in the game, I believe it was in the second to give the Cowboys a one to nothing lead. And then in the fourth inning, Cade Cabanis stepped up and hit one deep into the Arizona desert, which gave the Pokes a two nothing lead. And that second run proved to be the difference in last night's game. Josh Holliday spoke after the game talking about the win against Arizona State. Pitch great, and I don't think there's uh, any doubt. He walked out there and competed really, really well against a good offensive team in Arizona State. Uh, several good hitters up and down their lineup. A lot of experienced guys that, that know how to put in a bat together. He had uh, all of his pitches working, handled the righties and lefties very well, and uh, I thought he was outstanding. And then to get good relief pitching from Davis and Leeper. Um, got a lot of guys on base, couldn't quite relax into that one big hit, but Cade was clutch with the base hit to left for the first run on the homer to right. So it's a high-level college game. That was a more of a late-season type game played uh, early on. So that was good for us. Um, a lot of kids to to uh, build around and, and take this first weekend and uh, move forward. The always well-spoken Josh Holiday there with his thoughts on the win last night against Arizona State. And, you know, obviously that game wasn't on TV, but I was following along on Twitter, and you could tell 2-1, the intensity, bases loaded in the ninth. It, it felt like a late-season game. What he said about it feeling like a late-season game, it absolutely did. Those are two good baseball teams who were battling it out in February uh, who could potentially see themselves meeting again in June. So it was a good one last night between Oklahoma State and Arizona State, and it pulled Oklahoma State to 2-2 two and two on the road trip after dropping two of three to Grand Canyon, somewhat surprisingly, although Grand Canyon plays some good baseball. That was still somewhat surprising to see the Cowboys drop two of three over the weekend. Uh, Josh Holliday also spoke uh, last night on what he thought was his biggest takeaway from the entire road trip. Chance to have a good lineup. Um, Got to get a little more contact oriented at times. Uh, part of that's just relaxing and accumulating some at-bats where you get your timing. Um, exciting to see how guys, uh, you know, respond to the second time out, or in some guy cases, still some guys getting the first chance to contribute. But um, I think moving forward, the thing I'm excited about is the room for improvement, and that's something that uh, you know we'll attack next time we hit the field. I think we all know what Josh Holiday means whenever he says, see what guys look like and how they respond in the second outing. He's clearly talking about true freshman uh, Bryce Osmond as well as Justin Campbell, who took the L's against Grand Canyon in their first start and got bounced pretty early. So hopefully those true freshmen will be able to respond nicely after getting those first game jitters out of their system. Oklahoma State now will have five home games in a row, three of those against UT Rio Grande Valley. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week. Those are all afternoon games, so weather permitting, you should be at Alley P. You don't have too many more chances to go to Alley P. Reynolds Stadium. So it's Friday at 4, 1 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. 
Friday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, both at 4 o'clock at Allie P. Reynolds, Oklahoma State is hosting Little Rock. And then next weekend, the 28th, 29th, and March 1st, big series, the Frisco College Baseball Classic in Frisco, Texas, playing against UCLA, Illinois, and Texas A&M. So good chance on a national stage to uh, put up some big wins for Oklahoma State Cowboy Baseball. The Oklahoma State golf team also underway now. This is the second tournament of the spring season for Cowboy Golf. Oklahoma State finished fourth out of 20 in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago, and now Oklahoma State is uh, at PGA West this week. The Prestige by Charles Schwab playing the Greg Norman course at PGA West. Oklahoma State in eighth place right now through two rounds. The final round will be played today. Oklahoma State won over as a team through two rounds. Three other Big 12 schools in this tournament. Iowa State sits 11th at six over as a team. Texas Tech is in fifth at three under as a team and texas leads the tournament by five shots texas 14 under as a team leading the tournament oklahoma state does have austin eckrote inside of the top 10 as an individual three under tied for ninth only three shots back of the lead uh kidding leo oil from san diego state is six under so austin eckrote still has a chance to put a good run together and uh, make a run at the top spot if he can shoot a good round today he got to three under with rounds of 72-67. So another 67 might have him in contention if he can throw up another one. T28 for Oklahoma State in the tournament is Ferdinand Mueller. One over through a few rounds. At two over is Rasmus Nearguard Peterson. T40 in this one. So Oklahoma State looking to put together a good showing today. Maybe sneak into the top five. Totally doable. Uh, I mean, shoot, Oklahoma State's only, let's see, five shots back of a tie for third. I mean, five shots whenever you're talking about four guys over the course of 18 holes, not a lot to make up, but guys are going to need to play well today. So hopefully Oklahoma State can backdoor a top five finish in that one, and then the Cowboys will be in action again March 1st through the 3rd. That's a Sunday through Tuesday tournament in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico at the Ocean Course at Cabo del Sol. So Oklahoma State golf underway, trying to figure out uh, what the golf team looks like post Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland looks a lot different. They're trying to find themselves right now. Hopefully, they can get a good finish this week. All right, glad everyone was with me today. So excited to be partnered with Boone Pick and State. And, of course, excited about our partners at Simply Green Pharmacy. Simply Green Pharmacy, the best thing they do is their patient drives. This is the foundation of Simply Green Pharmacy. They were doing patient drives months before they opened the doors to their dispensary. They offer $60 pardon me, doctor recommendations, the absolute best in the state. They have those in Stillwater and in Oklahoma City. They have one every single Wednesday. Make sure you hit them up on their website, livesgf.com. That's Simply Green Pharmacy, livesgf.com. You can also find them at 617 East Redbud Drive there in Stillwater. Tell them Locked On Poke sent you. Glad everyone was with me. I'm back tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Locked On Pokes.